Monday on Daily Delivery. Michael Rand here, Patrick Royce with me as always on Mondays. Um, Patrick, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Getting ready for a steamer this week. Yeah, I I think they say 100 maybe on Wednesday. At least that's not... Yeah, at least that's yeah, not that's, Thursday. At least we're not doing first day of the fair, the, 100 degrees. Run out to the state fair for 95 or whatever it is. So, yeah, uh, that first day is uh, Look hot. out for this weekend at the state fair because uh, people always look at the temperature before they go to the fair, and it's a little cooler on the weekend. So yes. uh, we're going to get the 200,000 there on the weekend. So I know. It's like, the it's world's, been... greatest, uh, world's biggest food festival. That's all it is anymore. <laughs> So it's, as Minnesotans, I always feel like I always feel like I've got I've got this great idea when I've looked at the weather and I've decided that that yes. I or the family should do something. I'm like, oh, look, it's looks like this is going to be nice. This seems like a good day to go do X, Y or Z. And it's like, yeah, everybody had that same idea. You're not the only one who has a weather app these days. That is, it's uh, it's incredible. The success of that thing. It's just I. You know, the best, I had the radio show out there, the daily one that we had to go every day. And uh, I said, the best reason, the best part of losing that show is I don't have to go to the fair anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Speak. I couldn't stay anymore. But, uh, yeah. But I, uh, that, uh, I'll I'll be out there one day, but, uh, that's, that's enough. That's enough. Thank you. I think I'm going to end up being out there four days on the Star, on the Star Tribune stage interviewing. Various folks might as well get a plug in for that. I'm, I, we're still nailing down the exact times, but I think I'll be out there with Bill Guerin, um, Don Plitzawhite, wow. the new Gophers women's basketball coach, um, some folks from the Gopher women's volleyball team, and maybe someone from the Lynx at some point, too. So we got various things going on out there on the Star Tribune wow. stage. Wow. Check those out. Volleyball opens this weekend with what, TCU and Baylor. Huh? So yes, uh, that's Friday is the opener. I think Jeff Day will be my guest. Jeff Day will be my guest on tomorrow's show talking volleyball. So there you go. Exactly. Uh, play the chumps like uh, the rest of our teams. No. Like that's not exactly like looking at the men's basketball schedule when you look at the nine conference for volleyball. It's unbelievable who they yeah. play. And this yeah. guy just picked right up where. Uh, uh, they left off and uh, just they play the great teams and uh, then you get to then they go play in the volleyball is the best conference that the Big Ten has as far as yes. uh, concerned. So and now you're adding Southern Cal and UCLA. Yes. Okay. Pretty good. Anyway, Pretty good. Right. Um, Patrick, the twins, let's start there. I want to get to some Viking stuff because they played another preseason game. Um, some Anthony Edwards stuff that was interesting from um, Team USA play and um, maybe a couple other things towards the end of the show as well. Um, the twins, though, we I think we talked, I think it was last week that we made a lot of fun of Dallas Keuchel and his terrible start against the, the Phillies. And then, of course, he just goes and throws, what, six perfect innings and gives six and a, third. Six and a six. third perfect. Yeah. I didn't turn it on until the fifth inning. I said, what? Yeah, <laughs> what? right. You know, Pittsburgh, come on. This is an embarrassment. But uh, he had Laz Diaz behind the plate, and Laz came and gave him that two inches on the outside corner a few times that I watched, and that helped. Uh, and, uh, you know, I said Laz is, Laz is a confidently lousy umpire. But he... <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean it's it's incredible. That's what makes baseball a fantastic game that it is. You play 162, 
you 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 solidify firm opinions that this guy should never. What is he doing starting? Right. You got Joe Ryan and St. Paul. You got uh, Barlett and St. Paul. What are we, what are you sending this poor guy out there for? And he just dazzles them for right. six after being as bad as it could possibly be. And uh, you know, Maeda had a start like that uh, this year that was uh, what ninety pitches and four innings. It was awful. Walked everybody. No, he didn't even get four. It was a three innings. And then he had about five in a row before he, he that he pitched a rotten game the other day. But uh, I mean, it's you don't know. And I especially I think probably maybe with jump ballers too. You know, guys who don't throw hard. Maeda and Keichel. Keichel throws softer than Maeda, but I mean yeah. a lot breaking balls and sliders. But ninety-two mile an hour fastball with Keichel, it's eighty-eight. So it's uh, now it's it's amazing. I I really do think that they're probably. Uh, just to rest everybody up, they'll end up going to the uh, six-man rotation in September if it looks like they got this thing in good shape. You know, if they're five or six ahead, that'll give, uh, you know, like Gray's got a lot of innings on him. Over's got a lot of innings on him. Um, and uh, Lopez has got a lot of innings on him. So I think they'll uh, probably give everybody a little extra rest down the stretch if they can. And it looks like they probably can the way the division's going now. Cleveland's, Cleveland's losing four out of every six. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're, I don't know, Mike, they struck out 16 times in a row, uh, 16 times in back-to-back games and they won them both. Yeah. Yeah. Six, well, yeah. Now they, they got beat on next year. They me. got beat they Saturday. Got, yeah. 16 strikeouts. They're now, I, no. I look, they're, uh, they're averaging uh, 10.3 and I think they will uh, shatter the all-time record. Yeah, they sure uh-huh. might. And then and probably make the playoffs. I mean, there's six games up now on Cleveland. I think the team they, I think the team they're probably glad for two reasons. They don't have to play more uh, this year is Detroit because Detroit's actually playing pretty well, and they're only seven and a half back now. I would, I don't know if that's the that's not like the, neither of those are really teams to watch. I don't think because there's only 37 games left in the season, and the Twins are you know for all that we've made fun of them this year, they're 20 and 14. I believe now since the all-star break, they're playing not consistently well, but more they're playing better more often, winning more often than of course they were in the first half of uh, for, ah, okay. I shouldn't say first half around you uh, before the all-star break, they're playing better than they were before the all-star break. And it's just, uh, yeah, it the, the division so bad. Like we've talked about this, it kind of seems inevitable. So it is interesting to think about maybe, Maybe a six-man rotation, but also to think about um, making the playoffs when you strike out this much. It's it, even though even if it's not a badge of shame anymore, it's just amazing to watch their approach yeah. and to see it work enough to be a postseason team. And the other day, uh, our guy Joey goes four for four and hits two home runs, and my immediate reaction is, "Well, we're stuck with him for a couple yeah. more." <laughs> right? It's, He's it's basically. Right. Every time he's batted since he had that day, he's, I mean, he's just, every time I've seen him, he struck out since yeah. he got hits that day. So, uh, you know, it's one of the stiffest swings I've ever seen in my life. But once in a while, they hit his bat. <laughs> you know, they hit his bat. And it isn't easy. But uh, I think what's really interesting, and the Phil wrote about it a couple of days, I think it was Phil who was covering the game, uh, that uh, – I'd heard this last Tuesday when I was there from uh, somebody that they saw Buxton working out a little. In the yeah. Outfield. 
stuff. And I'd heard that uh, they're they're coming up with kind of a new strategy, and that's going to be uh, we can't, you know, we got to open. We're not, we can't have you be the everyday DH. We're going to have to try to get you some, you know, you can DH some, and you can pull it, but we got to get you in the outfield some too. So it sounds like, uh, you know, maybe an every other day thing, him and Taylor or something out in center field, and uh, when they get the extra player in September, but. Uh, Pretty much, I got the impression that uh, uh, Rocco was telling us that they were going to, they didn't want him back till September 1st, even though he probably can play now, but they, they're not rushing him back because they, they just know that what they've been doing with him as DH hasn't worked. So uh, he could be end up playing some center field. And uh, it, it would be stupid, don't you think, to put him in a corner, though? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I don't think not a corner. Let him. If you're going to get him back out there, and you're worried about injuries, let him play where he's played his whole yes. life. Yeah. So, and yeah, he I mean, won't. He won't be out there every day. That's for sure. But uh, that's the way they're going to do it. I guess the bad thing about September now is you only get one extra player. You know, it was uh, well, you could use two if you could go with 13 pitchers, but the limit's 28 instead right. of 20. It used to be 40. You could do anything. Right. You- which was one of the dumbest rules in history, but uh, anyway, yeah, it's uh, that's that's going to be interesting. They uh, they just they 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 gritted their teeth and waited and waited and waited for him to make it, you know, to be productive. And now they finally got somebody said, "Well, we got to try to win here," <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, well, who's <laughs> the DH to uh, get uh, Julian and some of these other people in the lineup? So anyway. I would You're think right. you could put you could probably put Taylor in a corner if you wanted both of those guys in the lineup. But the reason you want Taylor in the lineup is he's so dang good in center field. Right. He might be Buxton is now, you know, because if he's healthy, you know, he's a hell of a center fielder. So, uh, you know, that and and he's certainly not a bat you want in the lineup. So no, uh, but he's he's run into enough this year. I mean, oh, his he's gonna he might get twenty homers this year. He's not he's not a complete oh, liability at the plate at least. So if you wanted. Say if there's a lefty, you could play Buxton in center and Taylor in right or left and Kepler too or yeah, somebody yeah. else. That, that wouldn't be the worst idea. I don't know about Taylor. I don't know what he is against lefties, but Buxton, yeah, that's true. Buxton's about eighty against lefties. So yeah, that's true. This makes no sense. This, no, the fact that this whole season makes no sense was exemplified as never before yesterday by Dallas Keuchel. Dallas freezing into the seventh inning it was incredible so uh yeah it's uh uh, you know you you know what's gonna happen unless it doesn't meanwhile what we got some teams that are just going nuts right the dodgers are what were they 13 in a row or 14 in a row or something like this and yeah the opposite direction i mean if you were worried about hey the twins are going to be the third division winner but wow, the the last wild card could end up being the Yankees. I don't think it's going to be the Yankees, Patrick. Oh. They've lost they've lost eight in a row. They are going about as bad as you can. Yeah, and yesterday they uh, they finally scored some runs. They go ahead six to five in the eighth, and then they review it and that, they take yeah. up board and the Red Sox beat them. So I uh, I think that. Uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers' fever is probably going to take over New York. I think they've given up on the Yankees and the Mets. Uh, but the, the Mets, of course, are 
the Mets were going to spend more money than any team in the history of baseball and be a dynasty. And uh, by August 1st, the guy had given up and said, we're going to, we're now on a four year rebuilding. Right. Track. <laughs> right. Goofy. That's been a great baseball season, but it frustrating to, you know, twins fans, but I think, uh, you know, because probably our expectations, I don't know why our expectations were so high. Cause we, we had a, I, mine weren't, but, uh, but they, the fact that the fact that the starting pitching was good made everybody think that a lot more should be happening with this team than it is. But right now, right now they're about where they should be when they strike out that much. I think so. I don't know. Pablo's they're, been awfully good lately. Oh man, he's been great. Yeah. The other day he uh, didn't have his great command, but his changeup is fantastic. Uh, they, uh, that's what, that's what I had heard about him beforehand. And you saw a lot of games where that wasn't, uh, you know, he didn't throw it as much as, as I thought, but I, I, I watched the season opener with, uh, with Tom Kelly and, you know, Kelly is Mr. Changeup, man. Right. He loved, loves the changeup. And he said, I hear this guy has a great changeup, Bob Pablo, because Randy Bush, he talked to Randy Bush. Yeah. Randy, he's got a great changeup. And then we're sitting there watching a the game, and Kelly's like, we're talking, and all of a sudden he says, there it was, there it was, there's a changeup. Uh, you know, he was, uh, so, uh, yeah, he does have a fantastic changeup. And he's a big, strong guy. He doesn't, yeah. he had a couple of years where he had a little, some arm trouble and shut down for a month or so, but uh, no sign of that this year. And he's going to he's gonna go, you know, they might soften it up a little in September, as I said, but otherwise he's going 200 innings and he's what third in the major leagues and strikeouts, something like that. Yeah. So. He's been, he's been really good. I mean, he, he wasn't really getting the results earlier in the year, but he's, he's been, he's been yeah. lights out lately. Was it six scoreless the other day? And it seems like anytime he's been a nice kind of stopper for them too. Anytime they've kind of, they've been kind of struggling when he gets back out there and you get to that kind of Lopez gray, you know, situation. And of course, gray ran into trouble after, the great first five innings the other day, but um, it seems like those guys have just kind yeah. of got them going in the right direction again. And the thing about Lopez with all those strikeouts, just thinking how many he'd have if he got to face the Twins instead of Pitchfork. <laughs> right. Yeah, number 50. He'd have another 50. Another 50 strikeouts. <laughs> yeah. Four starts against them. He'd have, you know, he might average 18, for goodness sake. So it yeah. is, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's hard for us old timers to uh to get, wrap our rounds or, or put our arms around the fact that they can strike out 15 times and nobody's properly embarrassed you know so anyway he hasn't given up a run in his last three starts he's wow. uh yeah his last five games he's given up three runs total i want to see when the last i want to see what the last run he gave up in this uh in this, uh, when it was, what his scoreless streak is, because the last game he played, it was the last one before that was. Oh, he gave up a run in the sixth, so the, the streak is nineteen innings, but that's still awfully good for uh, for for Pablo. And yeah, hundred and hundred and eighty seven strikeouts in one hundred and fifty three and two thirds oh. innings this year. How about Emilio, by the way? Emilio being Emilio's reliable here. Yes. He's given up he, about three homers at the wrong times this year, but outside of that, I know. Basically, it, your eighth inning guy with uh, Jacks having Jacks has been was terrible when then he was good, but he's been he's been more reliable than Jacks lately. I know, and that's but the moment you start to rely on Emilio Pagan is 
the moment that you regret relying on Emilio Pagan, right? Well, that's the that's been the history, but uh, he's throwing pretty good. He's throwing yeah, hard. He is. I know it. MGM Wine and Spirits is the choice for savings, service, and a great selection of spirits, premixed cocktails, wines, and of course, ice cold beers and hard seltzers. With over 30 locations throughout the Twin Cities and beyond, there's an MGM near you. Head to MGMWineAndSpirits.com to find a convenient location in your area. Get social. Follow MGM on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest news and trends. Make great moments with MGM Wine and Spirits, your locally owned and operated choice for over 50 years. Save time, save money. Shop MGM. Patrick, um, I don't know how much of the Vikings preseason game you watched on Saturday, hopefully none or only a little bit of it, but you probably didn't have to watch it to catch the overall narrative that the backups did not look great. The offensive line, the plan this year with the starting five seems to be okay, although I still don't love the interior of the line because they haven't really done any upgrading there, but uh, the tackles are good. As long as everybody stays healthy on the offensive line, they'll be fine, but man, those that second unit Oli Udo and some of those other guys, they got absolutely worked by uh, by uh, by Tennessee the other day. And that was not, was not a good uh, not a good result. And they're 0-2 in the preseason and just kind of a big gap again between the, the first 22 and the last 30 so on the roster. Yeah, and, uh, you know, they were pretty healthy last year and they're not going to get anybody hurt in the preseason because they won't play anybody. But uh, only in the joint uh, practices. Yeah, only in the joint practices. But uh Somebody told me that Bradbury played some in the first preseason game, and he got ran over a few times, just like it was two years ago again. So, uh, uh, and and they're missed. They don't have a they don't have a right guard yet, right? They don't know who it is. Is it is it going to be Ingram? Are they going to try to play him? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. they don't have a you know the offensive line is boy they be well. And the one thing is they you know O'Neal they need him for the season opener, so. Uh, when they lost him last year, that made a lot of difference. Yes. But but they, uh, you know, they've spent a lot of draft uh, power on, uh, yeah. on trying to put together an offensive line, and if it turns out to be mediocre again, that would not be good. Uh, everybody's going for that big brute in the middle who can run through a center, aren't they? Now that's the big deal. That was that's kind of. Tomlinson might have been bigger loss than some of us thought about because uh, that that guy in the middle that uh, you know those guys have become extremely valuable to that uh, you know puts either give you some interior pressure or make you double team them every play. So uh, I I don't know there it's it's silly and new people who went to the games and and paid money and hung around and gave a damn near uh, I feel sorry for you because they got their practice and. Uh, out there at, at in Egan, they're practicing, and they let the regulars play, you know, against Tennessee in a, in a scrimmage, but they don't let anybody play in a regular season game. I mean, Pat Mahomes played a quarter. Kansas, the Chiefs fans got to see Pat Mahomes play a quarter. Why right. can't play a quarter? They did that, you know, for what? I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get I know it's obviously to avoid injuries, but uh, – you know, you're charging people for these games. So uh, I, 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 it's going to be interesting, Mike, to how much the players can get out of the ownership because uh, they usually don't get much out of them for the 18th, 18th regular season game because yeah. that pushes it. They're going to 
they're gonna get they're gonna have two of these things since nobody plays in them anymore. So uh, oh yeah, well, and as soon as they went to seventeen, you're like, well, they're gonna, they're definitely going to eighteen at some point because yeah, seven yeah. seventeen is just it's just weird to have an odd number of regular season games. So you knew they, right. but you're but you're right. How do they how do they compensate them? You're right. Yeah, well, they just throw a little more money at them, but but the but the players they they got the great system because you know every team. There's about eight players that are indispensable, and everybody else is the same. You know, and they're out there wearing uniforms, and uh, they can, they can, they can make their product look very similar if you're playing with a different quality of player. You know, they, I mean, everybody's replaceable, and almost. And it, I like baseball when you gotta when you try to play replacement baseball, it doesn't work because they're standing out there, and you see how rotten they are, you know, and, but in football, you know, you know, it's a big mess of, if the quarterback's okay, everything's going to be, you know, watchable. So uh, I, it's, uh, you know, the, the players have no clout and they have such short careers and they all kick their money away. And <laughs> they're all, if you throw a little few extra bucks at them, they're going to let you abuse them, which is the NFL owners do. So, yeah, well, we're, yeah. Not too far away, about three weeks away now from the regular season. They've got one more preseason game next week, Then I do believe they get the two weeks off now between the, the preseason and the the regular season opener. I still don't quite know what to make of this year's team. I know the division's not that good. Jordan Love for the Packers has looked pretty good in the preseason so far. I don't know if there's going to... I know there's going to be a drop-off. I think... I think we got to wait Vikings. If you're a Vikings fan to see how giddy you should be about the end of the Rogers era before we see if they've got was, another 10 or 15 years of great quarterbacking coming to them. He was bad last year, Rogers. So it's not, yes, he was, you know, you're, you're, if you think you're, if you think Jordan love is replacing Rogers in his prime. Yes. It's a terrible downgrade, but if you, if he's replacing Aaron Rodgers from last year, it's not that tough. He had a bad year. So and he, he didn't did. give he had a bad year and he didn't care. So uh they uh you know that just you know, give this kid a sh- give this guy a shot, see if he can do it. He's gonna be one of them, uh he's gonna be one of those runners, is what he's gonna don't you think? Yeah. He'll, he'll take off and pick up twenty yards on you and, and maybe hurt you when he hits you too. <laughs> he's a big man. Yeah. But uh yeah, I don't have I have no idea what to think about them. Is there is there is their defense any good now? They're I don't just, think so. Yeah, I don't know what to. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Lions fevers. I think waning already. People, are, it is, isn't it? They got a bunch of injuries to their wide receivers and yeah. suspensions and yeah, suspensions and stuff. Yeah, they're good. Lions six and eleven. That's my prediction. Six and eleven. That's it. Yeah. Patrick, a uh, couple more things before we get out of here. One, a quote from Team USA head coach, uh, basketball coach Steve Kerr caught my attention when I was kind of prepping yesterday for the show. The U.S. finishing up a World Cup exhibition play with a 5-0 and record. They beat Germany 99-91 Sunday, had to come back down double digits in the second half. Anthony Edwards scores 34 points, pretty efficient good on defense. Steve Kerr, head coach of the team of Edwards, says he's unquestionably the guy. You can see he knows it, but now the team knows it, and I think the fans see it. He genuinely believes 
He's the best player in the gym every single night, and he's such a dynamic young player. I think he's taking a leap. Now, you know, Steve Kerr is the head coach of Team USA. He has, um, you know, there's reasons he would say something like that, even if he isn't fully invested in that statement. But it sounds it sounded sincere, and I think Edwards is the guy. What do you think of someone like Steve Kerr saying something like that about Ant? Uh, I think he's needling cat. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. But he is uh, there. The one thing about Anthony Edwards that since day one, now he's had a, you know, there's an occasional game where he's, I wouldn't say disinterested, but uh, he gets a little pouty if things aren't going his way. But he loves basketball. And this is more example of this. And he loves playing. And we're not always sure about some of the other fellows and certainly not about Cat. But he, uh, I think when he gets to the gym, he's excited, you know, and to, to play that night's game. And uh, that's uh, that's one thing I really like about him. And I think that's the, the fans perceive that, too, because yes. they, he's, extre- you know, he's extremely popular with the fans and uh, for good reason. He's, uh, yeah, and they got him signed. So now they got to figure out how they're not going to have the largest salary cap in the history of mankind. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, he's by himself. He makes this team the next, I I think what he does is you're still going to have fans showing up, even if they end up being a disappointment, if he's playing is, I think he's a big reason that their attendance was really good last year. And, uh, and it, it's going to stay that way because he's a, you know, he's much more. I don't know. You go to the game, you watch it, and you're you're sure about his effort, and you're not. That's not always the case. So uh, it's uh, and he's not looking for injuries. He's not looking to yeah. sit. Well, he grouses when other people take rest days. He says, "I don't want. I don't like that. I don't like that idea. I like that about him." No, I do too, and I I hope we don't get the genius club now that decides that they got to give him rest days because, uh, you know, he's he's young. But yeah, it's uh, he's as athletes go in town here. You know, it's hard for the Timberwolves to ever have the most popular athlete in town, but uh, he's certainly in the top two or three, isn't he? As yeah, him and as- him and Jefferson Kaprizov. I mean, that's that's kind of your big three right now. Yeah, I guess so. Although Kaprizov disappearing in the playoffs last year didn't help, but uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that that's probably it right now. That's right. Twins are. Uh, I think the Twins are still looking here. Uh, the fans want to love Royce Lewis, but he's not that quality of a player. I don't think so. Yeah, he's going to be very good, but I don't know if he's going to be that guy. Buxton has had enough chances to be that guy. I don't think he's going to be that guy. You know, no, no, they don't. They're. Uh, they're uh, not uh, you know, Johan Duran when he was in Invincible is uh, is close to that. So anyway, but yeah, Edwards is yeah Edwards might be the number one guy in town. So yeah, yes, Jefferson probably. So we haven't paid Jefferson yet, right? No, we have not. Uh, we keep mm-hmm. we keep thinking that's a uh, that's yet to come, but uh, it's getting deep into uh, deep into the off season now. Now again, they don't have to do anything right now so that can that can wait but i don't think that's a guy you want to mess no. around with and i don't think they've they've made every indication that they don't you know they feel that's the same thing but 
Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's, you'd like to just get that done, wouldn't you? Yeah, and he has the same. He has the same. You have the same perception watching him as you do Edwards. Uh, yes, that really cares. You know. So yep. That's uh, that's uh, those guys that really care are the guys you want. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Uh, and he made uh, Kirk Cousins, a mediocre quarterback, look pretty good the last couple of years. Patrick, before we go, I liked your Augsburg MIAC column the other day. Um, I remember covering Darren Lamker when he was coaching Osseo back in my high school sports editor days. He really turned that program around. I wasn't still doing it when they took when he took the Osseo to the to the title in was it twenty fifteen. But I'm not surprised that he's done that at Augsburg now, <laughs> that he's got that thing going. He was a great quarterback there. But yeah, they they that'd be pretty cool if they could become that uh become that perennial kind of third challenger and really yeah, it, it would just be nice for the for the league and for that school, for the city, for for everything. If that was a if that was a program that was consistently good, we have uh, we have other uh, you know schools in the city, Hamlin. I mean, yes. the city, Gallister, St. Thomas. But this is an urban school. Yes, this this is a city. This is the only city school really. The rest of them are in leafy neighborhoods or places like this. This you got two choices when you you get you take a left to go. You go to campus. Or you go down back on the freeway, you know. It's, right. And it's it's just sitting there right in the city school. And uh, and 70% of the kids on his roster are minority. And that is not the MIC that we, that we all know. So it's going to be uh, really interesting. Uh, they got some athletes, though. And uh, the, I talked to the quarterback, the five-foot-nine kid, Brennan, from uh, – from Rochester Mayo, and they, uh, you can see that they think they're going to win some games. They were six and four last year, and uh, it's probably them or Gustavus to become the one that can challenge uh, St. John's and, and Bethel, right? But the, so far, the system that they've set up, which is really stupid, this division system, has uh, just been, you know, okay, St. John's and Bethel are playing here in September. But it doesn't make any difference because they're going to be playing each other at the end of the season in the last week to uh, decide who goes. So uh, they got a stupid system. But, yeah, we're, it's easy to root for Augsburg. I always, uh, you know, have, have a, a, a soft spot for them, too, because of city school and uh, uh, they got they got people. They're like, you know. They're kind of like a St. John's too, and the fact that they've had people when they get over there, they coach them for like fifty years. You know? Yeah, they, right. Olson was, uh, you know, he was there forever, and uh, you know the sweats and the wrestling. They got the whole wrestling thing going over there, so he's now the uh, AD, and uh, you know they're, they're not flowing with money. They got twenty-seven players on the team loading FedEx trucks at night and then coming to practice the next day. So to help pay for their schooling. So they're easy to root for. And, and I think they got some great athletes. So we'll see. Has the MIEC recalibrated itself since they lost St. Thomas? I mean, you talk about the divisions and how that doesn't make sense, but otherwise, how, how do you feel like they're well, surviving, they're, adjusting without, I, without them? <clears throat> a terrible blunder by putting St. Scholastic in the league. They're just, uh, I mean, it's Duluth. Okay. Well, nobody in Duluth cares about St. Scholastic and they're up there on the hill and they have terrible facilities and they don't have any money and there's nothing they can do about it. And they play their football games and dilapidated ancient Ed Wade stadium. It was a bad idea. 
do what they wanted in even numbers. St. Scholastic even trying to get in, but they don't belong in the league. And that's uh, that's that's hurt them a lot. I mean, I've just, you know, I don't have anything against St. Scholastica, but they don't belong in the league. They're not, uh, they don't have the funds. They don't have facilities. They don't have, you know, they don't have a student body. I tell you, Mike, uh, that, the you know, the biggest problem in the league is the same problem in higher education, private higher education everywhere. They're, you know, everybody's fighting enrollment, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I think now this is, so, but I think the tech industry has is hurting traditional private education because you can go to a Volk school for two years and pay about one eighth of the money and uh, walk into some job, you know, in the yeah. tech industry. You don't need to you don't need the, the college degree that you used to have now. You know, for a lot of go, jobs. Yeah, you're right. <clears throat> you're right. Kind of depends on if you what kind of education you want, but if you if you have a specific thing you want to do you're right and it's and i've I've seen the enrollment with a lot of places like that we've you know know a lot of people mm-hmm. in higher education it's it's a it's very competitive right now it's a very crowded landscape right now yeah it is but uh yeah i've always in, i always like going to mic games and now uh, well i'll see the augies once or twice this year and uh it's uh good luck to them it's it, you, you need to you need some unpredictability, and uh, they haven't had any of that lately. So uh, maybe Augsburg can uh, do that. You, one thing you don't have to worry about is Lamker's lack of confidence. That's no, sure. you don't. He's no, a, you don't. He's a fired-up guy. He's a fired-up guy with a daughter who's a very good basketball player at uh, St. Thomas. Okay, uh, I didn't know that. And his wife, of course, is uh, Amy Bott, who was a great player at St. Thomas. Oh, so uh, I don't think I knew that. So anyway, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Go watch the Augies. They're uh, they're a nice underdog story. They've won, they and they've already won two uh, conference titles since joining the league in 1924. <laughs> one in 28, and they've won one more than St. Mary's, by the way, which dropped football in 1955. <laughs> well, maybe uh, maybe I'll go. Maybe I'll go watch a game with you this year. We're only a couple miles from there, uh, from their campus where I live. So that would be a that would be a fun, uh, maybe a fun Saturday afternoon. Well, Patrick, and, uh, good stuff. It was only oh, one week ago, I was bad mouthing Dallas Keuchel, and now I know. Him. And here we are now. He was. Uh, <laughs> I, it it would have been even better if he would have finished off a perfect game or something like that. But six six and a third perfect innings was a pretty good uh, pretty good antidote for this guy doesn't belong in baseball. I don't know why they're throwing him. So. Yeah. <laughs> He, he should be out playing in the state am. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and here we go. All right. Uh, all right, Patrick. Okay. Appreciate it. We'll see you later. Bye-bye.